0: Well, hello, and welcome to Women to Women podcast. I'm your host, Denise N. Salarnes, and I'm excited that you have decided to join this journey with me towards wellness. This is a space created to uplift, empower, and to inspire. So we're going to get right into our conversation today. I have with me a couple here, and I did say a couple ladies. Yes, I did. We have with us today our very first male on <laughs> Women to Woman podcast. But I promise you, it's worth listening today. We'll be talking a lot on forgiveness, marriages, and his story and her story. I'm telling you, stay tuned and be blessed. Well, Gibson's
1: welcome. How are you today?
2: We are doing well. Nice to be here, Miss Denise.
1: Hello, Miss Denise. Thank you for having us today. Absolutely
0: such a pleasure. And congratulations on your new book, The Thank Process you. of Forgiveness. Oh, my goodness. We'll get more into that in for a minute. But, um, Mr. Gibson, let me just uh, yes. let me just let you know, sir, <laughs> how blessed you are and how highly favored you are. Come on. You are our first male guest oh, on the okay. Women to Women podcast. I mean, did you, you know, women? I to call name Women to
2: Women, but I have a woman with me, so I'm safe. <laughs> she is my wife. Yeah. <laughs> And yes, you're right, I am blessed because this is the blessing that God has given me, and, I, and I'll just you know, a man he who finds a wife finds a good thing and favor, and favor, and, and favor favored um, right now and because blessed, she is and allowed and me to be part so of the that, girl, absolutely. to absolutely. She, she has allowed, come on I'm, now, I'm shredding, I'm breaking down the glass ceiling. <laughs> be careful now
0: because. This is, this recording is being done in the month of Women's Month, okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so Tread
1: very carefully now.
2: Just, just so you know, I ain't scared. <laughs> okay,
1: let's just introduce yourselves. Well, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. We're just so honored to be here uh, with you, Miss Denise, and thank you for allowing us to be a part. I am Natasha Gibson. This is my awesome husband, Thomas Gibson. We are here in Runaway Bay, Texas. Hello. And so many people be like, where is that? That is like northwest of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. But I am excited uh, because of the simple fact that we are uh, not only uh, a blended family, where we have uh, three adult children. So we we are empty nesters, nesters. praise the Lord. We follow the leading of the Southwest (laughs) Airlines
2: commercial. You are now free to move about the country. Ding, Ding. Ding. yes.
1: And uh, with that being said, but we do have two beautiful bonuses, uh, which is our grandbabies, grandboys. And so, uh, as, a, as I mentioned, we are a blended family. And uh, so, yeah, we just, we'll talk a little bit more about that a little later. But uh, we're pretty much, I'm originally from North Carolina. He's originally from Dallas, Dallas Texas. Texas. And so I got here as fast as I could. You ran away there. You I ran away, away there, literally. You, absolutely. She is on it. She's on it runaway
0: bay here i am listen i met my husband at runaway bay but in jamaica oh, that's right there you go jamaica and texas we
1: got in the house we were representing so that's just a little bit about us i you want to share more um about sure
2: um, it's just we are licensed ministers we are uh co-founders of as one ministry uh we are marriage coaches we officiate weddings we also do premarital coaching and the one thing that I love about how we do our coaching is when you say "I do," you really mean "I do." So we have couples go on interview process. We give them questions to ask one another to ensure that they know who they're marrying. How many uh, tickets do you have? What's your credit score? Huh. Well, how many bank accounts do you have? Huh. Do, you, do you want more kids or do you want any kids at all? You got to get down and get down in there, and get deep with it because you're about to say "I do." for the rest of your life
0: so tell me a little bit about this book i mean I, I listen i don't want to give away too much but the first time when the book came out i was already on chapter seven by the day of the launch i'm like <laughs> okay, i'm already at chapter seven and i you know shout out to your publishing company the divine flow publishing company with this yes. daily yeah. in the uk on. Yeah. On. i love that family right there Natasha, tasha tell me something the title Yes. Process of Forgiveness and the Effect of Marriage. Why the
1: title? Well, the title, as Thomas stated, represents our journey, what we went through, a process of forgiveness. And uh, part of that was actually documenting what God had given us. So our journey consisted of me going through a, se- a season, uh, a 25-year season, may I add, of having a stronghold and the stronghold represented my soul tie so when I was 14 years old got introduced to a little fellows three years older than I was we began to date you know all against mom and grandma's blessings right they, they was like no you're too young for you, you know nothing about courting and all that so we unfortunately did the sneaking behind you know our parents backs and all that So it started establishing that stronghold, that relationship. And it was, let me tell you, it was dramatic from day one, but that's what I grew accustomed to. And so for 25 years, this gentleman I allowed to come in and out of my life. And when, as Thomas has stated, part of my journey was I was married previously, not to the ex-boyfriend, but he was a cause of the divorce. Turned out that we both were being unfaithful, and so we dissolved the marriage. Uh, I that was the reason why I chose to move from North Carolina to Texas because I was like, you know what, I want to fresh start. Lord, I'm I'm ready. I'm done with this. And came to Texas. Thomas and I we had a, a great working relationship, and we just got to have conversation. One thing led to another. The dating piece of that. Now we went through a thorough dating process. Mm-hmm there's always that one thing. And that one thing is what I did not share. So the real reason, you know, I didn't get real with it. You know, I was like, okay, i do it just enough. But I did hear what God called me to do. And he said, you know, when I went through my divorce and I chose to come back, go to Texas, I said, Lord, I just want to be with you. And I did that. That was when God allowed Thomas and I um, time to meet at the job we began to date we went through the interview process well eight years later into our marriage that's when guess what popped back up yeah. i received the text one day yes. That booty yes call? was that the booty call <laughs> it was it was it was, it was not a long there.
2: distance Booty
1: yeah, calls. hey girl, what's going on? I'm go. just asking, I'm just asking. Yeah. I'm just I'm going I'm to be there with you. In the spirit,
2: yeah, it was a spiritual booty call. That's what
1: Okay, I got you, I got but you. Honey, had I known what was next, I would have thrown that phone out the window of that car. I'm telling you, it was like, why do I keep allowing myself to go back down this mm. road? And so that's where it all started.
2: The journey to write the book it is, it's our story. Uh, and it was birthed through what God allowed us to go through. And uh, it's just, uh, it's amazing what can come from a piece of hurt and heartache because it provides healing, restoration, resolve to others who experience it from another side. And when we met, now, Natasha was previously married and I was previously married. We both, both divorced about the same time. We both moved to Bedford, Texas about the same time. We both started working at Nokia mobile phones about the same time. And if you know anything about Nokia, their slogan is connecting people, right? So God had his hand on this thing. When we got married and moved in, I had a couch. She had a love seat. I had a washer that work; She had a dryer that work.
1: I can't. I can't. You know when God's all in it. It just, he pulls it all together.
2: Come on. I had three children from the previous marriage. She never wanted to give birth, so here you are, just add water. Didn't even have to change diapers. Come on. Uh, it 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 was it's amazing in retrospect what God does. Now, when we first married, we I didn't have custody of the children. Uh, uh-huh. We got married, and I shared with her. I want my children to be a part of our marriage. I mean, living with us and, um, that meant having to take custody. I asked her how she felt about that. She said, hey, if that's what you want, I support that. And God made a way to where we actually got custody of all three children. And I say this in, in they call her more than they call me. It's it's one of those things that I I feel bad, but I don't feel bad.
1: So at the end of the day, literally, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to go through this. I don't want to cause any hurt from him because he was great. He and the kids didn't have any problems with that. But I was like, I need to do this for me. I'm, I'm done. I was right, right. Your spirit. So I asked Thomas for a divorce. And so when he and I divorced, because he basically shared have any reason there's
2: no no biblical reason for divorce i haven't cheated on you i have i don't even use foul language towards you i not even in your face i don't shout i don't yell i've treated you like my queen you know we both got new car new house new truck custody of the children white vinyl fence dog we are living the american dream. we're in the church we're altar prayer ministers we are newcomers, uh, orientation leaders. We are Come adult on. education leaders. We got small, we're small group leaders and we just connected. But at home, we were roommates. Wow. It's, it's, I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? So I went to Natasha one day and I said, hey, are you in love with me? And her answer
0: was no. And that, wait, a, wait a minute, how long were you married at this time? Eight years. Eight years. And her answer was no.
2: It was no. So I noticed that there was a change at about year six and a
0: half or seven. And that's when I started seeing some things a little bit differently. Not
2: the same anymore. So mm-hmm. what's going on? So that's where things started kicked in. Her, her grandmother died. And I'll share this portion of the story. And we went to her funeral back in North Carolina and, um, At the funeral, I noticed Tasha talking to a young man at the gravesite. So, be being curious, who's my wife talking to? Right. I walked over, and she introduced me to her, but the conversation stopped.
0: As soon as you get there.
2: Yeah. So, I thought, okay, just another weird North Carolinian who doesn't know how to communicate. So, you know. And I let it go at that. But later on, we had matching cell phones. So, you remember the flip phone?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah. And when her phone went off, I had... I, it was in my custody, in my possession because I was holding it for her. And the phone went off and I've never looked at her cell phone to check who's calling.
0: But okay, that's in, the difference right there because if it was a woman, trust me, we, oh, we would have been on oh, yeah, all in phone.
2: Yeah, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I was, something within me, Holy Spirit, check the phone. So mm-hmm. I flipped the phone open and it was a telephone number, but it was from a female. And I thought... Okay. I don't know her, so I clipped it back down and went on about the day we were at her uncle's house, and it just came back in my spirit, go check the voicemail, and I've never done that before or since, never had the inclination to do it, and when I did it, it was a voicemail left by him, the guy at the graveyard, hey, great to see you, would like to meet with you before y'all leave, so Mm. I'm I'm keen on words, right, I want to meet with you before y'all leave, so I asked her about it, and I ended up calling the young man and talking to him and asking him to step aside because you are causing problems in my marriage. Right. Oh, we're just friends. She's helping me out with business. But in my mind, you don't change somebody's name on the phone if you're just friends. So, okay, God, I'm going to leave this in your hands. So that's when things started to take that nosedive and the communication and just asking her what's going on. This needs to stop, blah, blah, blah.
1: yeah but here's the real part of that is again that familiar relationship because now you have something in common now you have all these things you grew up with this person basically and that was the hardest part for me to break that's the reason why the chapters were wasn't closed and then when I began to go through that Honestly, it was, I didn't have anybody to talk to. I didn't have anybody that could say, okay, let's guide you through this information or this process, if you will. Really. So I did what I knew, what I did best, to be honest with you. Yes, with the hopes of, let me ask for a divorce and let me see if there's something finally there with this guy. Because if it's that much of a pull, there's got to be something there. But honey, let me tell you, just as fast as I went, God shut it down quickly. Wow. So was it was horrible it was horrible um but i say that to say is that you know that's the struggle the realness with anybody who shares a relationship with someone at such a young age and the soul tie that is there they don't realize the spiritual inclination of what's going on between a relationship and um and so that's what i literally uh about a couple of months afterwards um i started uh, attending a ladies women's group and at that point in time God really spoke to me. And I was like, Lord, I'm just totally surrendering my will to your will. I'm at a place where if you don't do it, it won't get done. I know that there's so much more in my life. I'm just at a crossroads. You know, I've got this strong pull over here. That's the reality of it, right? But something that could just change the trajectory of my life in that split moment. And then I've got this pool over here, because I want to do your will, and I don't want to be considered wow. a hypocrite of the word. I, what am I to do? And God said three things he told me to do, and i it was called writing a letter to all three, Denise. Now, this right here is going to really just take you on a, a
0: girl. You pulling in, right? You see me pulling in, Yes. Yeah. Right?
1: Yes. I had to write three letters, three letters, one letter to Thomas, who was considered my ex-husband at that time, another letter to my first ex-husband and then a letter to the ex-boyfriend asking for their forgiveness, sharing with them how I, you know, was the the reason that, you know, caused them to sin in in any form of fashion because God just had it flowing and then just sent the letters because what happened was I didn't realize at that moment, and we'll get to the reason why the, the title of the book But literally, I was putting in practice one of God's number one principles, forgiveness. Mm. I had to extend that forgiveness. I wasn't looking for any response from them, but I needed to go there. I needed to do that to get that release. When I did that, God orchestrated it so that I had to call Thomas maybe like a month, I would say a couple of months later or so.
0: Three
1: months later. three months later after I sent the letter. And I had to call him for something, and it was in regards to a medical condition, Mm. but I basically just said, hey, you know, if this happens, my brother has just moved from North Carolina to Texas. Can you make sure he gets to where I'm going because he's new to the area? He was like, absolutely. And he asked, you know, how are you doing? How are things going? We talked for a little bit, but he followed up maybe a couple of days later, just, hey, how's it going? And at that time, we started the conversation again. And I asked for, his, I asked, did you get the letters I sent you? And he said, like, yeah, I got it. I got it. I forgive you. Yep. Wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay let me let me let me
0: just dig into something here here's here's the beauty about this conversation and this platform and you guys being here today because here's the twist normally when you talk about infidelity in a marriage in a relationship it is more than likely we tend to go to the husband it's the man they're no good uh whether they're in church or not they just fill with with the Holy Ghost, but they, they still, they still, they still, you know, whatever, right? God spelled backwards, okay? So that's how we see it, especially yeah. in the black community, right? You cheated. You did what you did, having these soul ties and this connection and everything. Then ask him for a divorce. When he is saying, "I don't even see the reason why we need to have a divorce, girl." What is wrong with you? Correct. You have it all together. I'm doing everything per the book and beyond, but you want a divorce. Mm-hmm. And you did what you did to me, but you want a divorce. Mm-hmm. But, and then you send this letter and he just say, oh, I forgive right away. Because forgiveness, right? The journey and the process of forgiveness. I know what I've been through. It's for me, I say this. Forgiveness is the painful thing that you have to do in order to be delivered from the pain that you endure. That's absolutely. just my saying, right? Because forgiveness can be painful. It's oh, a absolute process. Right? Especially if you feel like what was done to you was wrong. You have a right. You feel, you know, but you don't want to get to a place where you get so angry uh-huh. and anger and bitterness then becomes this, you know, chain around your neck to pull you down. Because at the end of the day, forgiveness is for you. Right. And we want to practice as God tells us to practice. But it's a painful journey. It can be a painful journey. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me as a man, you receive this letter and for you, it was just casual and you just say, oh, well, I forgive you. No, it wasn't that
2: casual. There's, okay.
0: there's uh, I was about to say.
2: <laughs> it wasn't that simple. What I attributed to is the relationship that I had with God. I had built a relationship with God before we got met, before I met Natasha, after my first divorce, I made a vow to God. I'm not going to go seek for a woman. I want you to bring me the woman that you want me to have. And at that, with that point, rededication of my life to Christ Jesus, I'm in his word. I decided it's time for me to read the Bible for myself from beginning to end. So when I met Natasha, I'm on the third time, no, second time through the Bible. So over the spans of the eight years that we were together, I made it to probably number five, reading from beginning to end. So Holy Spirit is doing a work in me with the indwelling. And when she decided she wanted a divorce and I share with her, you have no reason to divorce me biblically. So um, I had a conversation with God after she packed her stuff and left and it was, what is going on, Lord? This is, this makes no sense to me. This, this is
0: not what's supposed to happen. And he put me in remembrance. Remember the, I went on a sabbatical and I did up the blueprints for as one ministry, created the
2: ministry, the charter and everything. One of 501c3, uh, went and found the property that this facility is going to be built on. And he said, shut that binder and put it on the shelf. Huh. And I thought, wait a minute, you called me to this. What do you mean put this on a shelf? Just put it on a shelf. I obedience, put it on the shelf. So as I'm going through this process of yelling, I'm having my David moment out on the balcony of the house, yelling at God, I don't understand why you let her do this. She won't listen to me, Lord. Why is she taking off? I don't get this. And he said, Thomas, if she wouldn't listen to me, what makes you think she's going to listen to you? Whoa. And I'm like, well, she still ain't right. She- <laughs> <laughs> Here's here's why the forgiveness came to being, and it, he said she'll be back. Wow! And I thought it might. I'm still in that mode, right? I'm like, she gonna really leave. Why, why? Why should she come back? And I held on to that in my heart. Not that I waited on it because I did start dating, and it wasn't anything serious when I was trying to recommit. But when she when I got the letter, it was that in remembrance of what God told me. And she'd asked the question in the letter, will you forgive me? And at that moment in my spirit, I said, I forgive you. So when she called, it wasn't that hard for me to say, Uh. right? Because now I'm operating in the Holy Spirit being indwelt in me and having let go and processed all the hurt, all the anger, all the stress and the tension of having to tell my boys, she's leaving the woman I told them God gave me, Ooh. right? And now they're looking at me like, I guess you don't know God then, huh? I
0: guess you weren't having a good conversation with him. That conversation was not real.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you misheard that.
2: You know, then the opportunities come, right? Old friends who heard you got divorced, give you a call. Hey, bro, I heard you got divorced. Let's go to the club. am like, no, that's not what I'm about.
0: Mm. Wow.
2: I'm, that man is dead. Right. So if I'm going to do something to enjoy myself, it's going to be personable with me and the Lord involved. And even as I dated the young lady, I shared a lot about Natasha. So when I had the conversation with her saying, you know, I can't see you anymore. My wife and I are going to reconcile. She said this to me. She said, I knew you would get back together with your wife, but I just want to thank you for reintroducing me to God.
0: Wow. So it was one of those situations where God had his hand on it the whole Mm -hmm. time. So, Fast forward, we started to talk. She explained to me what was going on and we decided to get married again, right? And I said, well, we're going to have to wait until our
2: original marriage date because I'm not trying to remember two dates. That's just not-
1: You know what? I can't can't with you right now. (laughs) Now now you got the other side of the story, the real reason why. That's just
2: too much. It's it's August, August 25th. That's the date. Lock it in. But we had to go back to the pastor who married us, mm. ask him to forgive us, because we should have gone to him and said, hey, we're having problems. Can you help us?
1: So you never you never went to any counseling or anything? No. no, we did. Well, well not not doing the divorce, no. but the premarital. Yes. Right. Right. But, right. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. That was had. the pastor
2: yes. who married us. Yes. We went to the pre-marriage counseling.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. let me ask you a question. Yeah. For forgiveness. forgiveness. Um, you said you wrote three letters, right? What was that like for you, um, being vulnerable and transparent to these uh, men? How did it, how, how, what did it do for you as a woman? And how did you feel your
1: self-esteem? Your, what was your emotions going at that time? Yeah. So what I could recall is God gave me very specific things to say in each one. And, um, and I'll just be very vulnerable here. Uh, like one of the letters in terms of just being able to because I did not want children, the, my first ex-husband, um, he wanted children and so I was very adamant don't want kids, don't no, we're not doing that. And what God shared, had me share in that letter was asking for his forgiveness for taking away his opportunity to be a father. So it was very specific for me. One as we went through and encountered. Now, what it did for me, it, it was very got me to a very humble state. I was very humble, um, but I was trusting God because I was tired. I was wanting a breakthrough that I knew that only He could give me. That was not going to put me back in that same situation twenty-five more years later. So I was trusting God. Would it? I can't say that when I put the letters in the mail that I was like. oh, everything is glorious. Thank you, Lord. No, I can't say that. But I did feel a little sense of, okay, I can breathe huh. a little bit. Yes. But here's another thing. Uh, probably about a year or so later, after I had gone through that, Thomas and I were back mm-hmm. together. We had been remarried. I went on a, what we call a ladies' um, quest. And it literally is you go away for five days, and it was like 15 of us. Mm-hmm. And we were just being able to just be before the Lord. I mean, there we couldn't have. We didn't have cell service. We didn't have anything of that nature. Literally, you are away in the hill country here in Texas, and you're just you're just before the Lord. And so I remember being out. Uh, we all go our separate ways in one of the days, and I remember being out in the wilderness with my little chair. You know, if you hear a little crackle in the woods, you're like, what's that? You know, that type deal. (laughs) You know, and then, you know, our hair, girl, you know, I had got my hair done. So I'm like, nothing's in my hair, you know, all that stuff. And then God settled me, he says, stop. You are here in my presence. Mm. You are at peace. It's okay. And I literally, I said, Lord, help me get a healing through all of this. Cause I still kind of felt some kind of a way. Yes. You know? And I just, you know, just being real. It was, just, I was still was like, because you still have your thoughts. You forgive, but you still have your thoughts. And you still go through those things. And so every day I'm going through these affirmations. I'm reminding myself what the word of God says and I'm renewing my mind. And in that moment I remember like, God, you've got to take away this because this is too this, if this right here is my is, 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 is my Achilles heel Then yeah. you can just take me home because that was just too much and I literally went through a grieving process he says the, the scripture came to me Ecclesiastes that the, there would be a season for those who would mourn and there would be a season for those who have joy and he says I want you to mourn mm. I went through a mourning season and when I did that it was like that was that cleansing That really was, that was it. Wow. But the process basically, as Thomas has stated, when we got back together, Denise, it was so beautiful because I'm not a writer. Camille could probably listen to this. She was like, I told her stop saying that. But here's the deal. It was, Thomas was sitting and he said, Lord, what just happened? And I'm so grateful that at that time, if you don't mind sharing that, babe, um, the process, how the book was birthed, actually came after we got back together and Thomas began to just reflect on what God had done yeah. in our lives. So you want me to share? You yeah, you share. That? No, no, I'm gonna, okay. no, you you share this thing. <laughs>
0: no, no, the book says his side and her side. There so there I want
2: to hear both sides. <laughs> I, do a, a Paul Harvey moment and now the rest of the story. Um No, I, I'm inquisitive about what God's word says. And I always said, okay, Lord, you said you're gonna do this. And then I go back and I think about it. And he says, on this particular day, I thought, Lord, what just happened? Because this woman you gave me is back. Uh-huh. And this is why I asked the question. When she, before we divorced, she didn't want people in the house. She was like, I don't really like company, but we got a small group meeting in the house, right? And I would say, can you help me out with this? No, that's the ministry God gave you. So I'm, I'm like, okay, well, we need the house because it's, it's called a cell group and they meet in the house. We are leaders in the church, so we need to have, and so when we got remarried, I told, I said, I am not asking her about a small group. I am not asking her to go serve in the church. We're just going to ride this thing out because I'm comfortable. And she came to me and she said, hey, what do you think about having a small group here in the house? What? 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 Say what? Lord, who is this woman you got you brought back here? <laughs> it just totally changed.
0: Hey, because she told you she went through a grievance. It was a mourning season. Yeah. The whole thing was buried. So the whole and- very, but,
2: but oh, so wow. this new woman that I was presented with again was better than the, Tasha 2.0, right? Wow, it's it's been amazing. We not only do we do that, we do ministry together. We talk with her. She coaches wives. I coach husbands. I coach single men who want to know that they're ready to be married. It's just that it's flowing now like it never flowed before. So when I sat down and I asked God, "What just happened?" He gave me. Five steps of the forgiveness process because what happens when you try to reconcile with somebody you just hurt? You say, I apologize, or I'm sorry. And that's done. But who does that include? Right. I'm sorry. I apologize. You never discussed what how they felt about it. You never have discussed, you know, what does that mean? Or, you know, it's so these five steps came. And the first one is the word of God says, if you have ought against your brother you go to your brother and you tell them. So that's step number one. If you're the one who's hurt, it's your responsibility to go to your spouse, but you pray about when you approach them and how you approach them. Because the idea is to win their souls, win their spirits back to you. And it's that's step one. So step two is the walking in that place of, as the person who is the offender is saying, when they say you've hurt me this way, when you said and or did, it made me feel this way, right? The question becomes, will you forgive me? Not I'm sorry. Not I apologize. Because now you're asking a question and you're you want inclusion. Will you forgive me? I'm expecting a response, right?
0: Yes, it sounds yes, like yes, we're yes.
2: having. A, it sounds like you got a choice, and you do. You can say no, but. That's not what the word of God says, because his word says, if you don't forgive others, our father in heaven will not forgive you. How many times have you prayed to God for something and he ain't responding to you because you holding one of his children or several of his children in bondage? And until you release them, it's not happening for you. So you really don't have a choice <laughs> if you want to be blessed. So right. in saying that, it brings us to step number three. Well. which is receiving the forgiveness right ah. because you're, you're you've been hurt you've asked your spouse or a significant other to forgive you right and they have to and you say yes i forgive you okay i received that forgiveness see how the participation happens there
1: yeah yeah so it's, it's it's that sharing your emotions what that hurt did to you it's that encompassing that uh, i received that forgiveness granting that forgiveness yeah. that's key too step and three, then, actually. and then step four is the receiving, receiving of, of that, forgiveness. that forgiveness now step five is one that a lot of people don't do and this is where we say how you bring god back into it and that is praying together How many couples actually pray together? Now, you may pray for your spouse individually in your own prayer time, but how many couples can can say they consistently daily pray together, Mm -hmm. covering one another? The word of God says that a man shall wash his wife with the word. And so when you're washing her with that word, you're protecting her. You're putting Mm -hmm. that out there in the atmosphere. So when you're coming together, and you're praying, you're bringing God into this. Now you put in remembrance. So Thomas had brought to me these first five steps. And when I read it, I was like, it's missing something. What is it missing? And Holy Spirit said boundaries. So I said, yes, because the person who caused the offense, you have to put things in place that will not allow you to, or you will not go back into that old situation. What's going to prevent you from going back there and doing this thing over and over and over again? Amen. So the offended person is now saying, Wow, you're establishing boundaries for yourself and how relevant that the offender or the person who calls to her to set the boundaries for themselves, because now guess what Holy Spirit is going to do to me. He's going to put me in remembrance of the vow that I made before God and the words that I have spoken to my husband, so Mm -hmm. now. It's not Thomas's responsibility to keep me in remembrance. It's not Thomas's responsibility to keep checking my phone. It's not Thomas's responsibility to keep checking where I'm going. It's his responsibility to continue to wash me with the word of God and allow God to do what he's got to do. Here's the key though, Ms. Denise, is that so many women, whether you're on the hurt side or whether you're on the offended side, we have to forgive because it's a matter of the heart. But we go down and we stoop down on the level of the thing that's going to happen and god is saying i don't want you to do that i've already given you the victory of this battle and it's already wrong you have to trust me with
2: that absolutely i yes. agree
1: because i
0: strongly believe that there's there's nothing wrong with um having compassion for the person who offended you i believe there's nothing wrong in having compassion for the person who offended you because god has the same thing for us right right and absolutely. And and we know that yes, what you've been through is painful, what you've been through. But forgiveness, as I said before, for me, as I say this this all the time, forgiveness is a painful process, but is the only way to stop the pain. Absolutely. absolutely. You gotta absolutely. go through stop the pain. I, it's absolutely. the only way to stop the pain. So those steps that you talk about, they are like wow, they're super and they can be applied to any area. Of forgiveness, whether in a mar- marital relationship or with anyone that you've had an issue, an offense has, has taken place. Absolutely. And I like what you said, that when we're on the both sides, whether you're the offender or you're the one that it happened to, that is so powerful. Oh, my goodness. Oh. And
2: that's what we do with our coaching process so that everybody is heard. We have to create a list of offenses, right? Because we're going to get this out of the water. We're going to get this out of the way. Yeah. And I want to go back to step number six. It's so important for the person who caused the offense to set the boundaries because if you let the person who's hurt set that boundary, they can bring that back up if it happens again. And now you're dealing with condemnation. Ah. Whereas if you set that boundary, Holy Spirit will convict you. Right? Yeah. So yeah. now you're 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 taking away the condemnation and saying, All right, Holy Spirit's gonna put you in remembrance of what you vowed, just as Natasha said. And then that back and forth, everybody's heard. It's not like going to see a therapist where the husband is the wrong one and we're here to heal the husband and you should feel bad. Or in this case, a a wife, right? And you just need to feel bad about this and we're gonna beat you up for 20 years over what you did. No, Yeah. this process, you release it just like you got a brick wall behind you there's a reason this brick wall is behind us.
0: Yes, yes. each one
2: of those issues that you discuss becomes a wall between you and your spouse. I'm going to take that brick one at a time and cast that care over unto the Lord. Why? Because he cares for us.
0: Um, As we get ready to wind down, let us know. A title of the book, the other platform that we can get it, and also, again, just remind us of the different places that you're at. Guys, I've, I've been reading, I've been underlining, highlighting, and everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so the title of the book is The Process of Forgiveness, The Effect in Marriage, and uh, Denise stated something she doesn't quite know, but there there are other book series coming in regards to The Process of Forgiveness. We're going to look at parenting and The Process of Forgiveness and Leadership, because this this, this
0: is in the workplace and in the church yeah listen i'm on the platform uh what's that thing called clubhouse clubhouse right i'm on this platform clubhouse and i'm part of one of the moderators of this program and they talk about spiritual abuse and a lot of people don't understand that this exists Mm -hmm. yes this and um if i may just inject um you know interject here to me also and i wrote this down earlier it's like we tend to not want to go through the process of forgiveness because we feel like, okay, if I forgive this person, I'm going to forget about what happened or, you know, something that nature. But what the Lord said to me is that by grace, God, over time, the memories of the sin that was committed against us will eventually fail over time with the grace of God. Right. So we should not feel guilty in a sense, if we still remember now and then, but not to relish on them and to dwell on them, or because our emotions will be stirred up again, right? So when you relish on them and dwell on them, that's when your emotions are stirred up again. But when we forgive and we forgive from the heart, right? We'll find that sting sometimes tend to go away, right? Mm -hmm. It's going away, even even if the memories are not. The sting itself, of the act itself, it begins to fade away because our memories will not be filled with the pain and the torment that once we experience before exercising the grace and mercy of forgiveness because God himself is forgiveness. And like I said earlier, it's painful, but it's the pain that we need necessarily to mm. heal from the pain itself. Amen. And I'm just like so empowered by this story, your your story, the twist to it. I really thought at first when I saw it, I was like, well, he done did now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gonna throw all the women off, right? Here comes this guy,
1: we're gonna get
0: Here goes another one. Here we yes.
1: go. Here. <laughs> I do want to share two scriptures. Uh, the second Corinthians one, and it talks about. Um, being comforted in all of our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. So to your point, Denise, we're going to go through the pain of going through the process, Is but it is a must that we go through because we're going to come out and be able to share with other people the pain because through our testimony, We we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimonies. But we we have to learn how to be truthful with the heart. And then the other, I just want to give a quick definition of how we define what forgiveness is, is that it's the process of partnering the actions, words of releasing negative feelings towards others. So again, it is, what it is, is the power of being able to expose, the power Mm. to be able to expose the lies of the enemy.
2: And the lie is, If you forgive them, they're going to hurt you again. But when you set boundaries in place and you tell your testimony, which is telling you, see, our culture of people has a problem. We don't want nobody in our business. But when we tell our testimony and we can help heal somebody else through our testimony, the devil has no hold on us. There is no shame. There is no guilt. There is no condemnation. See, we copyrighted our story. So Satan can run and tell it all, uh, however he wants to tell it. We what? already told it. So what you got? What you got? Run you ain't got to run, tell that. As Marty Lewis would say.
1: <laughs> so where people can go, we ask that you know the process of forgiveness. It is out. You can go to Amazon.com uh, UK, uh, Barnes and Noble. Uh, it's on UK. Kindle. It's FIFA. on Kindle. And so we also, you can go to our website, uh, www.asone, A S O N E ministry.net. And there's a link there as well.
2: Just click on store and you'll be able to purchase your copy there.
1: And what's the Instagram? Um, uh,
2: as One, As One Ministry One. The number
1: one. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's been
0: a pleasure. So let me ask you a question, please, if you don't mind. So our listeners, what would be your takeaway today? What do you want to share with them? One thing that you want them to walk away with? You know, because I apply this John Maxwell thing, you know, the acronym of ACK, right? So what will you apply? What will you change? What will you teach? Mm-hmm. What is it that you want them
1: to walk away with today? Each yes. of For me, I want you to walk away with the trueness of what freedom is. Forgiveness is freedom. It doesn't matter how it comes across or what you got to go through. Forgiveness is freedom, and God wants us to be free. How else could we live the life that Jesus left for us to live life and have it more abundantly? So, freedom and your transparency, just being truthful and just trusting God. So, that was me for me.
2: And that's that is spot on, as they would say in England. But I have I wear two rings. This one indicates that I'm married to my wife. Mm. This one, you can't really see it on the on the video, but it says freedom on it. See, I deal in freedom ministry. So when you can get rid of hurt, pain, disgust, shame, guilt, that releases you to be free and to be the person that God wants you to be. So there's there's no condemnation. in when you're following God, I have no problem with somebody because of the color of their skin. If they want to have a problem with me because of the color of my skin, they take that burden on. I I choose not to participate. I have no problem with what my wife has done because I've given that over to God. That wasn't my burden. And Satan can't lock me down with that. I walk in freedom. And so Mm -hmm. if people have a, a, a thought about, man, I would never forgive some woman who cheated on me, that's your problem. So that's you being in bondage. You choose to let Satan use this view that way. You choose not to be blessed by God. So that's on you. I choose to be free.
0: Woo! I mean, I was about to start a service. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, my an absolute goodness. pleasure. It yes. awesome. pleasure, guys. Right. It's been a pleasure. I thank you so much for your time. I thank you for coming on today. And as I say to uh, my listeners all the time, it is my job and my prayer that, uh, you know, as the Lord lead, I will bring them stories and share stories with them of content that are relatable and stuff that they can use in their life. And today, surely the Gibsons you have brought us to us the new light of what's the process of forgiveness, the steps of forgiveness. Ladies, if you haven't gotten the book, go get the book now. I'm telling you, it's worth the read. Thank you again for tuning into Woman to Woman Podcast. It's been a pleasure.